This is the Community Connection, a podcast from Community Baptist Church in South Bend, Indiana. The purpose of this podcast is to better equip our church family to do the ministry of the gospel where God has planted us. Ben, we're talking about love today. My favorite. I've heard you've been referred to as the love doctor. Did you know that? You only have to be successful once. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you were. You're married. That's good. She's wonderful. Yeah. And your baby is due in a few short weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're looking at it. You ready to be a father? How, how am I supposed to answer that? I have no idea, man. <laughs> Excuse me. You are a father. Are yeah. you ready to hold your baby? That's what we should yeah, say. No, yeah. Yeah. The room's just about ready. We're We're scrambling to finish the last little projects, but we're getting there, man. This podcast Feel brought real. to you by the labor and delivery room at Memorial Hospital. Sponsor for this for this group <laughs> uh, for this podcast. So uh, anyway, hey, we're here to talk about the hymn of the month, and uh, it's the hymn of the month for the month of May, twenty twenty three. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? <laughs> Love, doctor. <laughs> Pastor Joe goes and gets a cup of coffee. I'm going to do a little talking here now. Uh, so our hymn of the month is a hymn entitled "Here's this Love." This has five stanzas. Okay, you can't just turn it over. Okay, the whoa, mic to whoa, me whoa! And, Hang on a second. Jump back in like this that. is That's a long rude. hymn. It's good. It's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But uh, please go okay, ahead. Okay. Well, if you start talking about the length of our hymns, we'll start talking about the length of your sermons. So. <laughs> okay. This is a really short <laughs> hymn. <laughs> Relatively speaking. <laughs> Listen, man. Right. Okay. So here is love. It's a uh, it's a, a text by a guy named William Rees, and um, tuned by Robert Lowry. Those were both uh, uh, guys lived in the 1800s. Robert Lowry wrote quite a few gospel hymns and tunes uh, in the 1800s. Um, we're singing it to uh, a tune not that has not always been used with this particular text. This text has seen quite a few different tunes. Some people have sung it in the past to, especially in in Wales, uh, they've sung it to the tune, tune Ebenezer, which is the one we sing, Come, uh, uh, I, not Come Thou Found, but another one that's similar to that. I didn't know that Wales sing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I apologize if there are any Welsh people listening right now. He he has he he has been out of the Midwest before. Uh, so Wales, it's a tune that they may recognize, yeah. having been sung with something else. Anyway, the the text is a beautiful text um, in English. In uh, this song was highly instrumental in a in the Welsh revival in the early 1900s. So 1904, 1905, or 1903, 1904. Uh, there was a, a pretty significant evangelistic awakening in the region of Wales in the United Kingdom on the mm-hmm. British Isles, and uh, this tune was closely associated with that particular revival. And the Welsh we, revival? Yes. No way. I yeah, didn't so know this that. was uh, some people have wow. called it the the love song of that revival or the theme song of that particular wow. revival, and so this has some historical significance. To um, to Western Christendom, but uh, uh, the the text is is really just spectacular. It um, helps us understand the, uh, the the just the sheer overwhelming nature of God's love for us uh, in His sacrificial death on the cross through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the the love that would endure, uh, as the Bible says, such hostility against Himself from sinners, uh, and it's just it, the. The poetry is just exquisite. It's really just beautifully phrased and led with these lyrics. 
um, at the same time, it points out a lot of theological truth. And this is one of those things where we have a lot of hymns that have excellent theology. We have other hymns that have really excellent poetry. This is a really great combination of those two things where we have really delightful phrasing, um, really excellent lyricism, as well as uh, just a, a theology that just causes you to stand back in wonder. And I think that's the whole point of why is poetic beauty important in hymns at all is because of the fact that when we encounter beauty in language, it adds a gravity and a wonder to the truth that otherwise would be very uh, coarse or punchy or things like that. And this is, um, it's never too forceful, nor is it ever too shallow. It brings the appropriate amount of gravitas and delight and enjoyment through both the words. And I think that the, the, the music is beautifully paired with it as well. One of the things I love about this hymn, especially this, um, I, I have not heard th- this last verse um, has that recently been added? I think some of these have been edited. Uh, verses three and five are by, by a man named Matt Giles. And then uh, verse gotcha, number okay. four, uh, the fourth stanza is from a guy named Vel Rives. Because I know um, I'm familiar with the first and the second and the fourth uh, stanza here, or uh, yeah, stanza. But one of the things that I love about this, um, this text is that <clears throat> it shows God's love not as in a just an emotional feeling t- feeling towards his people, right? But it shows God's love as a as an action, mm-hmm. and not just the action of of dying in love, but of raising and of 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 saving us and counting us as his children. And so, verse one and two talking about the love that's demonstrated on the cross, and the, the love that came pouring out through the person of Christ towards his children and then verses three and four seeing the the uh, the power of the of that love revealed in the resurrection and then in stanza five seeing the power of god's love as shown in in counting as we as we even referenced recently in the in the sermons through john counting God's children as adopted into his family yeah. and loving enough to bring him in. And what a great song to be able to focus that's, uh, on that through this. Yeah, that's Romans chapter number five. That yep. what, what, how do we know God's love? What is it that assures us that what is declared to us by promise in the gospel will actually come to pass? Well, Romans chapter five, verses six through 11, while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Mm. Scarcely for a righteous person will one die. Perhaps for a good one, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his love towards us mm. in that That's while right. we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. And this just matches that that text of scripture in such a powerful and beautiful way. I think it's helpful also to remember, you know, and we haven't even gotten really into the text so much here yet, but to, to think about how God used this particular text in conjunction with spiritual awakening, legitimate mm. spiritual awakening sure. in a particular region. And I think it's a helpful reminder for us that uh, for almost every single significant awakening that the Spirit of God has initiated among his people, it has been accompanied by a, uh, a rebirth or a, a kind of a renewal of singing by God's mm. people. Mm. Because the reality is, is that people who are deeply delighting in the triune God and deeply delighting in the truth he's revealed 
are people who sing praises right. to God, not because they're great musicians, but because they love God so much. So as mm-hmm. just as a pastoral note, I think it's helpful, not that we would ever try to reverse engineer this, but when you're feeling distant from God, one of the things you need to do as a Christian is get in the car, play one of your favorite hymns and sing with it yep. out loud with your voice and you mm-hmm. sing hymns to God. And, and in a way, sing hymns until you come to a place where your heart believes the promises right. of God again. Well, and as you're singing them, you're praying them. Yeah, That's what prayer is, communication with God in that way. Yeah. And and I, I use what you just said, that, that pattern, that technique, whatever you want to call it, in preparation for preaching is to put on a hymn and to sing and pray that hymn yeah. back to God as you're singing it, which is the importance of good hymnody, yes. right? And the importance of, of a poetic, uh, of a really strong doctrinal and poetic hymn. But uh, but to sing that and pray that back to God and watch God align your heart and awaken your heart. One of the spirit. great things about this particular one as well is if you're wanting to learn this quickly, there are quite a few covers that have been done of this particular hymn on Spotify, on Apple Music. In fact, in particular, if you want to listen to a congregational accompaniment of this, you can look up this song title, Here is Love, and then also type in Together for the Gospel, and it'll come up with an album of congregational singing where this song is sung to this tune with these stanzas, and that will help you uh, be able to kind of meditate on this throughout the week. Uh, some of the things, though, I think you mentioned before, I, I love that that last stanza, here's love, vast as the heavens, countless as the stars above, are the souls that he has ransomed, precious daughters, treasured sons. Mm. We're called to feast forever on a love beyond our time, glorious Father, Son, and Spirit, now with man are intertwined. And I, I love that picture of the eternal fellowship that we share with the, mm. the triune God and it's a, mm-hmm. the mirror of that fellowship that he's shared within himself for all of eternity. Let's read that last statement. Why don't you read that, the, the, those last two bars again and we'll end the uh, podcast. We're called to feast forever on a love beyond our time. Glorious father, son, and spirit. Now with man are intertwined. Amen.